0: I think something that's really, really important, from a mum's perspective or a parent's perspective, when we or a guardian's perspective, when we get that um, diagnosis, when we first get that diagnosis. We've known a little, we've got a gut instinct that something's not right. Maybe the school has recommended it. Um, maybe we have all ourselves taken our child off to the psychologist because deep down we know there's something not right. But we get that diagnosis. And we fall into one of two categories, you accept it. With that, you go ahead and you embrace all the information that's out. They do all your research. You get involved with um, other parents that, um, and associations that, that are going assist you on the autism spectrum and, and you just go with that and you're off and running and supporting your child to moving forward. Alternatively, you can fall into the denial group as those of us that, that just go into denial. We look at our child and think they look so normal. There's nothing wrong with them. And it's it's actually very confronting to to, to realise you actually have a child with an invisible disability. And it's pretty, pretty tough. So you'll either fall into one of those two, two categories. I fell into the denial um, when we first got the diagnosis. Um, her, my husband was—he was, he was the more accepting one, so he was and relieved. It gave him a sense of relief, and he was—he just got on with it and did the research and was much more proactive. Whereas I would definitely went into denial, just looking at her and thinking she looks normal. If she has a bad day, if she's having a bad tantrum in public, no one's going to understand that she can't help it—that this—it's an over-sensory overload perhaps of what's happening at the shopping centre and things like that no it they just will have no clue and especially this was you know 12 13 years ago again with girls there was very little information out there um, and I have spoken to parents who of the young girls still today being diagnosed and they still feel this when they go to the shops that people are staring at them they almost feel like they need to wear a badge and say I oh, my child's on this on the extra please be autism spectrum please be patient with us in the, when we're lining up to do the, to pay for the groceries it so it is. um it's very difficult when you when you go into denial because at the end of the day they do have a disability and we do have to get on with it so it takes a little bit of time but you realize that you've once you try a few of the tips that you've been has been given to you to try out and you see that it does make a difference to me and the arguments decreased then you, then, you just you know you just you just have to get on with it. I remember um, she saying to me, "But you don't understand what's in my head. If you could just see what's in my head." And she said this lots of times. And just one day, not so fairly recently, I just looked at her and I said, "You know what? I can't read your mind. I have no idea. I'm not on the spectrum. I have no idea how your mind works. And you you don't know how my mind works." So we just have to try and work this all out together, bit by bit. And she actually got that and understood that I didn't know what was in her head and I couldn't, couldn't possibly know. But she just assumed that I had, I would know. Quite funny, really, when you think about it. One thing I did do was push because I thought the world is such an unforgiving place. I wanted her to be successful and get a get a job, and be married, and have all those things that we all buy for our children. So I pushed and pushed, and she'd have a massive meltdown, and so I'd back off for a while, and then when she'd recovered, I'd go on and push her, so pushing with things like social activities, experiences, work, a bit of part-time jobs, doing things that she didn't necessarily want to do, um, but it's all about experience. And she says to me now, she's very grateful that I pushed and pushed and pushed. Focusing again on her positives rather than her negatives. Having to say to her one day, this is after she she had had to finish leave school because of the bullying and that. She'd gone to a really, really dark place. To try and think, what am I gonna do to pull her out of this? And I just said to her one day, you know, you're such a happy person really, deep down, very happy soul. You've got to start focusing on your strengths. We all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And your strengths are not my strengths. And your strengths are amazing. And that was a turning point. So, focusing on their strengths and be accepting of their weaknesses because we all have our weaknesses, don't we? And they get that. And so, you know their strengths perhaps more than they do and it's focusing and harnessing what they're good at. Girls are great for masking, they can mask a lot. So they're very good at hiding things. Acting's a very good idea if you can get them into drama, drama class or something like that outside activity, that's something that can help girls. Especially boys as well, but especially girls, um, that seems to help a lot because later on you can say to them, like if they're going for a job interview, you can say, play the part. It's just, you're just acting. Let's let's face it, when we go for a job interview, we are acting really, aren't we? We're putting, our, we're putting our best face forward. And I said, so you're playing a part of the person that's applying for a job. And so you would then do some role playing about the actual job she's applying for, but it would make such a difference because, because of her experience, because of the drama and acting she would had done and had followed, so that helps. My tip for this episode would be no matter what your feelings are you have to find a way to accept that you have a child that's different socially different will have their strengths as well and their weaknesses you won't always get it right but don't beat yourself up I think the most important thing you've got to do is be patient with yourself it is a challenge being a parent, on the, somebody, a child on the spectrum, and the fact that if you're listening to this podcast, that tells me already that you are amazing and doing the very best you can to be, be patient with yourself.